Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. Good evening and blessings, all of you out there in Radio Land, Cyberspace, online, wherever you may be listening to the sound of my voice. We welcome you to Kingdom Empowerment. I am your host. I am Elder Coilette James, and it is always indeed a distinct pleasure and a blessing to be able to connect with you in the airwaves. I'm going to ask you just to bear with me just a moment. My guest seems to be having a little trouble getting onto the line, so we're going to um, help him out and um, resend him the number. Um Hallelujah. We give God all the glory, the praise, and the honor on tonight because we definitely have an incredible guest for you. Um, He is a dynamic young man in the Lord, and um, you are going to truly be blessed by his presence. I am asking um, you to all just, you know, call in or have any of your young people, your um, teenagers and young adults, to share in the broadcast, to um, join with us, because I promise you, you will definitely be blessed by this young young man's testimony and the fact that um, he is just really and truly on fire for the Lord. He really, really is. He is someone that... Um, took full advantage of the blessing that had been afforded to him through the Lord God. So we are we are just kind of waiting for him to join us, and um, and I'm sure he will be on momentarily. Amen. All right. So now we do have our guest on the line. So again, you know that the enemy knows that we are in for an incredibly powerful night. So he was trying to block it, but the devil is a liar. Amen. God is so incredibly good. So I would like for all of you to join in with me in welcoming Minister Deontay Atkinson to the show. How are you this evening? All is well, all is well. God is a good God. How are Amen. You? Amen. I am wonderful. I am wonderful. And yes, he is. He is an incredibly good God. So what I, I would like to do is just um, start off with you kind of giving our listeners some of your testimony, your background, kind of share with them what led you to the Lord. Okay. Well, I thank God. um Peace and grace be multiplied to all the listeners tonight. Um, a brief testimony. Well, um, I grew up um, raised in church, um, but like everybody else, my testimony is that, you know, it wasn't until 
God brought me through some things that I was able to come close to the Lord. I come from a family um, of um, praying people um, on my father's side. They're all ministers and pastors and what have you. But on my mother's side, I come from um, a a very dark history. Um, My grandmother practiced witchcraft. My mother practiced witchcraft. Their sisters practiced witchcraft, and um, my mom, she was um, a single mother. Although my father was in my life, he had a a struggle himself, so um, it was a hit and miss for us until I got a little older and, you know, he started surfacing. Um, But I just grew up with a lot of challenges, um, like most young black adults, not trying to single out just one race, but I grew up with multiple challenges. Um, I wasn't guided too well. I strayed away from church because I didn't understand the gospel. Um, It wasn't that anybody wasn't there to teach me. I just wasn't receptive to receive it. But thank thank God, who always causes us to triumph. Um, I went through a time in the street and picked up some bad habits and ran with some bad people. And I was shot um, with a a very powerful rifle. It's called an AK-47. I almost lost my arm. arm. The the doctor wanted to amputate my arm. I flew through a windshield in a high-speed chase. I broke my clavicle bone. Um, I went through a long season of selling drugs and just doing all of these things that pushed me further and further and further away from the Lord. But once I hit the rock bottom, I finally realized that it was Christ that I landed on. And I thank God that I I hit that rock. Um, It was nothing but his mercy and his grace that has allowed me to make it this far. I was blessed at the age of 24 to have my first child that allowed me to kind of understand some things. I had a crazy encounter with a, a drug addict in a, 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 a dope house. I was there and I was just hoping to make a couple dollars and the Lord used her and she spoke to me. I had a, my son there. He was about three to four months old at the time. And she looked at me and she said to me, what are you doing in here? with this child in this house full of demons. And everybody around her began to shush her and told her to shut up. But at that moment, I heard God. And by his grace, I I left that place. And um, I just went on this journey. And I just struggled for a long time. And then God just began to show me bits and pieces of himself as I began to seek him, and it was his grace that brought me out of the streets. Um, I've been doing music since I was a a young child. I do gospel rap and recording in the studio with a few friends, and it's just like God began to wing me out of that place. I was signed to a record label, but the record label was almost like a front. It wasn't as much as recording music as it was selling drugs and hanging out. So the Lord just began to allow me to 
see him close doors one by one. And before my Nana passed away, she had a long talk with me about life, and she began to discuss things to me with me about the way that I was living. But she was such a sweet woman, and she had a way of explaining things to you and tearing you down but building you back up at the same time. So by the grace of God, the things that she shared with me really helped me to open my eyes. Um, I was blessed to spend about a week to two weeks in in the home with her, and she just nourished me, and she began to feed me the word, and she began to talk to me about life and explain things to me about God, and she told me some wild things. She even told me that I would have a vision of my wife. She told me the, the night that I was supposed to see my wife, she said, if you pray, and you ask God, and you go to bed, you're going to have a vision that same night. And that same night, I had a vision. Wow. So, by God's grace. Amen. Amen. Wow. What? <clears throat> excuse me. Now, that that is quite a testimony. I just, I learned some things I didn't know about you. That is incredible. But God is, he is all that. He is all that, that he can yes. definitely just reach into the clutches of the enemy's hand and snatch you out. That's, you know, I think what's, what struck me so much about all that you share is the contrast of the different family units that you were exposed to as a child growing up and to, to be immersed in both sides you know, to to have the dark side and and the Lord's side being fed by both, you know, at the same time and to get to a place where you would make the proper decision um, to to surrender unto the Lord, that's an incredible thing. It really, really is. There are so many people that are out there that struggle with which way to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like yes, they've been involved in so many different aspects of life that they come to a fork in the road. I know even for myself when when the Lord's call upon my life got so heavy and so strong, I felt like I was at a fork in the road, and I felt like that literally whatever decision I made would alter the course of my life. It would either propel me into utter darkness and death or to something that I did not even understand or know. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like you get to that place, and and I think you've spoken very, very eloquently into what so many people are going through in this hour, like which way do I go? You know, being tugged and pulled on both sides. So I, I thank God for your testimony. That is incredible. And the thought that <laughs> this this is deep to me, that God could send someone into a dope house who was there, I'm sure, to purchase drugs to speak into your life, you, you know, to speak into your life. So God can use anybody that he chooses to, to um, wake you up, so to speak, you yes, know what man. I'm saying, to – to jolt you. That's incredible. Tell us a little bit about your family. I know you said you were 24 when you had your first baby, but share share your family life right now. Yes, ma'am. Well, I, I, I was blessed to marry a, a wonderful woman. Her name is Carrie. Um, she's a very, very intelligent woman, um, very smart, very kind. 
loving, sweet woman. I, I, I dragged her through a lot of mess. I mean, I couldn't. We would be here all night if I talked about what I put her through. I, she stayed with me through thick and thin. She she fought for me. She 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 showed me, you know, that it was something greater to me other than what I was taught and what I exposed my own self to. You know, no one put a gun to my head, but it was what I took myself through. Um, I was blessed to have my first son at the age of 24, and we, we've we been together for 13 years, and now we have four children, fast forward, um, and we just have a lovely, we have a, a wonderful family. I have four boys, my oldest his name is Makai, and my second oldest, his name is Micah. My third child, is, his name is Mier, and my last son, means Mo- his name is Mose, which means Moses. All their names are biblical. Uh, Makai and Micah are alike. Those names mean bringer of light, and Mier also means um, bringer of light and also messenger. And and I, I just, you know, I just thank God for my family and my children. My mom was blessed to come out of witchcraft. She's now a pastor, and she's preaching the gospel. And it's just, it's just amazing to know what God can do. It's just amazing to know how merciful He is and how His His, his love and His kindness endures forever. You know, the word says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And in our darkest hours, when it looks like we're at the end of the road and there's no one else there, he's always there. Yeah. He's always there. It's no matter no matter what we try to do to get away from him or how we go astray, he's always right there. So I just thank God. I, I'm, I'm grateful beyond measure. Mm, yes, he is. He is always there. Sounds like you guys have your hands full of four boys. Yes, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, you know, I, I do know a little bit of your background because I knew your your nana, your grandmother, very, very well. She was actually my spiritual mother. And I can testify to how diligently and fervently she prayed over your life and for you. Tell us a little bit about how you feel her prayers um, affected your your outcome, so to speak, with, with your stand in the Lord. Oh, man, I, I could go all night talking mm-hmm. about my name. I can mm-hmm. go all night talking about Geraldine Atkinson. I mean, this woman was a phenomenal prayer warrior, evangelist, prophet, teacher. I mean, I, I, I saw all fruits and gifts of the Spirit operating in her. When I say all, I saw all. Um, this this woman was so awesome that at a young age, I remember her getting up, and I don't. it was just by the grace of God, I would hear her get out of the bed because she would keep me for months at a time. She just, you know, she... She she just prayed over me. She covered me. She she was a, one of the greatest blessings I, I I'll ever know of. Um, I remember getting out of the bed sometimes because she would get up and she would be up at about five o'clock, four o'clock every morning, and she would 
lay a, a towel on the floor and she would get prostrate before the Lord and she would just be praying. And sometimes she would be silent. I didn't know what she was doing. And then she began to teach me how to do the same thing. Hmm. And I would learn at a young age how to lay on my face before the Lord, not knowing that when I became an adult, this was, this was what I needed to to bond my relationship and to bring me closer with with the God of heaven and, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, she was just an awesome, awesome woman. I remember a vision she told me that she had about me when I was a young boy, and she told me that if I follow her instructions, that God was going to take care of my life. She told me that when I was a young boy, she had a vision that she was walking up a mountain, and the mountain went straight up. She said it was no slant to it at all. It was very little slack to it at all, and it was a staircase. And she said she struggled, and she said she looked back down on the mountain, and she said she saw me just walking up behind her just as happy and fine as can be. And she said, but it was a struggle for her the entire walk up the mountain. And then she said when she got to the top of the mountain, she stepped down, and she said when she stepped down into the mountain, I was a full-grown man, and I was preaching in Jerusalem. Hmm. And she began to explain the vision to me. And she said, Tay-Tay, she said, if you listen to what I'm saying, if you follow me and you listen to my instructions, she said, the struggle up the mountain was the struggle that I have to cover you. But she said, when I looked down on the mountain, you came up and it was an ease. She began to explain to me a lot of things that I was going to go through, the struggles in my life, was already covered by her prayers. God had had his mercy and, and his grace poured out on me because she was an intercessor, and she interceded for me faithfully. I mean, not not just myself, but uh, I, I couldn't even name hundreds of people that she interceded and she, she was a covering for. Amen, amen. You know, the word of God says to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. It does not, it it definitely lets you know that there will be a period in time where even though you're training that child in the way that they should go, that they will veer. It's just really clear when you read that. But it, it gives a promise that, as they mature, when they're old does not necessarily mean gray-haired and in a rocking chair. It's a form of maturity. As they mature, that that you've instilled into the child will manifest. Wow. And I see in your life that that's exactly what has happened, that what your your grandmother instilled into your life, the, the, the knowledge of how to lay prostrate before the Lord, the knowledge of how to get in God's presence um, has permeated time so that even though you, you had that training and you stepped outside of that training, when the appointed time came, and God called you back into his bosom, all that she had instilled in you was there, and you were able to draw from it. I think that's a lesson for every parent 
you know, and grandparent is to not forsake that that the God has showed you about your family, your children, your your brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, whoever it may be that you may be standing in the gap for. Because when you look over your life and the fact that, you know, you've been shot, as you said, and, and propelled through a windshield and all that you've gone through and, and the drugs and, and whatever, you know, still her prayers covered your life. It yes, still covered your life. It protected you, you know, by the grace of God. And, and now she's gone on the glory, but the manifestation of that that she decreed and declared is going forth. We yes, are living witnesses to see the evidence of not giving up, not giving up. So I this is just really um just blessing my soul, and I guess because I have personal knowledge, you know, of how she labored and prayed over you. And and it just, like I said, it's, it blesses my soul to see the manifestation of what she stood for. It gives those of us that have not seen the full manifestation of some of the things that we've prayed over our loved ones, it gives us that hope. That knowledge, that you know what I'm saying. Don't don't throw in the towel. Don't start cursing what God has told you to bless. In other words, don't put your mouth on those people that God has called you to stand for. One thing about Mother Atkinson is whatever God told her to to declare, that's what she declared. And she stood on that. And I don't care what she saw. I don't care how bleak it looked. I don't care how dark it got. She stood on what God said. Amen. She stood on what God said. And I know it had a profound effect on my life, okay? Yes, and I can ma'am. only imagine what it has done in your life, seriously. Yes, so it, it's it's just something for all of all of the listeners to understand the importance of standing on the word of God and not taking down. You know, she could have given up and said, oh, you know, Lord, I guess you're just not hearing me or what have you, and especially when all the things you were going through out there, but she never did. She never gave up. She never stopped praying, and she never stopped confessing what God had said about your life. Amen. So, you know, that's an incredible thing. Seriously, that is an incredible thing. Well, what I want to do now is kind of turn the the broadcast over to you and allow you to bring forth whatever the word of God is that he has put in your spirit for tonight. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, fast forward now to 2016 and um, uh, the the love and the kindness of God and where he's brought me to today. um, The Lord has set my heart literally on fire for him. I mean, when you come out of darkness, the Bible says that he will make you a witness of him. The word of God says that his spirit bears witness with our spirit, that we are his sons. And when he bears witness of you, when you're adopted into the beloved and you've been given sonship and he has endowed you with forgiveness and blanketed you in the grace and his loving kindness, the old nature is just like um, layers on an onion. It's peeled away. The enemy will try to 
put a jacket back on you again, but no matter what people say, no matter what old thoughts bring up, no matter what your past tries to bring up, no matter what people still try to hold to you, the mercy of God and his love, after it's been said abroad in your heart and you've sanctified Jesus Christ in your heart, you can't even hold yourself victim to your past anymore because God is forgiving you. And when that revelation comes on you, you truly understand that old things have passed away and you have truly become a new creation, that you are not your own anymore. You're brought with a price. And I just want to be a witness for the Lord wherever I go now. I mean, even on the the days where I'm like, okay, God, I'm not feeling today. Um, I just don't want to be bothered. The Holy Spirit just warms my heart. And wherever I go, if it's just one time a day, it doesn't matter. If I only get to reach one person a day, my prayer is, Lord, let me reach somebody for you. Um, After the Lord blessed me and delivered me from my past and still is delivering me from some things, although we, we, we are cleaned and, and washed, the word is still renewing us, it's still washing us, it's still cleaning us, so I don't ever want to portray myself as arriving, but I thank God from where I come from. Um, after the Lord showed me the new nature and, and who I am today, he just began to deal with me about his heart and about his his people and the 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 capacity that the enemy has vexed the hearts of his children and has totally stripped and stolen identity and peace and and life from them and has zapped the joy of living and, and, and just fellowshipping with God with him. He just began to show me things and I just began to study um profound teachers come from under the house of New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations, where I'm blessed to have my uncle as my pastor, and he's such a phenomenal man. I mean, it's like when I want to do something, I can hear his voice in my head. All the sermons that he preaches, all the the time that he pours into people and the time he spends building and raising people up, I mean, as you are not in a, a church home and you don't have a covering, I, I would highly recommend that you come to New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations where Pastor Seneca and Deontay Atkinson are the 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 shepherds and you will you will definitely be fed. I mean sometimes I hear him say, You gotta be cut in order in order to be healed. So sometimes the word can be so powerful there that it can cut you, but he'll patch you right back together again and send you out, and you'll be just fine. Um, he just teaches us to pursue a relationship with God and to seek the face of God and to search out his destiny for our lives. So, again, I began to listen to profound teachers, and I, I began to stumble across the Smith Wigglesworth and the William Branham's and the um, John G. Lakes and Hagen's and I began to study old teachings and 
the Lord just began to deal with me about his will for his people, and he began to show me how these signs follow them that believe in him. And I just began to pursue him. And um, I was blessed to fly out to Texas twice, and I sat and I listened. It's called DHT. It means Divine Healing Technician. I listened to a man named Curry Blake who took over the ministry of John G. Lake, and he just began to teach the people exactly how to operate in the goodness of the Lord and how it's the Lord's will that if anyone is sick or they're they're vexed with a demon or they're oppressed or possessed, that is God's will for them to be healed. So I just was blessed to sit under the teachings and adopt that in and bring that back to my home and wherever I go, if I find someone who is in need of healing, if the Lord leads me to them or if he gives me a word of knowledge and he shows me an individual, I pray and, you know, by his grace, you know, at his will, people are delivered and they're set free and they're healed. Um, I work for a mental health care agency and God just began to show me things that are wrong in this field and how demons cannot counsel demons, Um, how that people have taken things that are ungodly. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 61 says that every sickness and disease is a curse of the law. And it even says that those that are not mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 61 is a curse. And the Lord began to show me how that careful in their their eyes and their ears and their hearts are shut up to the word of God and they'll adopt anything. You know, we take bipolar, which is a spirit, and we label it and we say, well, it's a medical term, or schizophrenia. And the list goes on and on and on and on. And we take pills for these things and we medicate ourselves with these things and we sit in counseling services for these things, and we receive therapy for these things, but these things go home with us, and people are not free. They're still prisoners in their minds and in their bodies, and it's the Lord's will that they would come to know him, that they can be freed and delivered from these things. That That's not the will of God. When Christ went to the cross, he paid for our sins, and he paid for the atonement, and Healing and deliverance is a part of salvation. I heard a pastor say that why is it that people who have been spoken to about the gospel and witnessed to, why is it so easy for them to receive salvation? And he said when you think about how horrible we are as people or have been as people, it's easy for us to say, Okay, I, I, I believe I receive and I, I I take on Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But as something something as simple as be healed, a person can struggle with it. And it's because we nurture and we 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 cradle these symptoms and when someone comes to take it away and that someone is 
Christ, when he comes to take it away from them, it's like they babied it for so long, it becomes a part of them. So the Lord's just been showing me these issues in life and how that his kingdom has come to override the kingdom of darkness and that he's raising up men and women, children and and, and whatever will that has breath that will adhere to his voice. He's raising them up in this hour to do his will because it's not his will that anyone will be oppressed by anything. Um, he's given me a vision and it's called the bodybuilders. And he showed me how the church is not drawing the world anymore. The church is just drawing the church and it's one big hoorah. It's a party. Everybody comes into the church and a lot of people are being set free and delivered, but it's a each one reach one thing. As you have the good news, but you don't share it with anybody. What good is the good news then? If you're the only one that knows about it, but it's a world outside of us that's suffering, and you have the light of Christ that's shining in you. You've been awakened to the love of God. It should compel you to go out and, and share and help bring people to salvation. You know, but for so long we've just been placency because we have some 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 little peace and we have salvation and we have some little joy, but we forget about everybody around us in the world that's suffering. So he showed me um, through Luke 14 and 23, and I'm just paraphrasing, he said, go out and compel them to come in that my house may be full. He said, go out into the hedges in the, the the highways, the byways, and all around the world, tell them about me. Preach the gospel. Bring these people to me so that I can deliver them, so that I can set them free, that I can show them that there is a God who cares, that there is a God who knows that you you might be in a strip club and you might feel like it's the end of the world and there's no body for you. You might feel like, while you're prostituting on the corner that there's no one who loves you, or you might be dealing drugs, or you might be in an abusive relationship, and it just feels like the world is crashing down on you and God's forgotten about you. But if we just took out the time in our busy schedules to just reach someone and witness to them, we would be shocked and surprised to see how many people are just waiting for the manifested sons of God to share his glory and to talk about the goodness of the Lord and how he loves us and how he He, he wants to deliver us. There, there are people just waiting. I, I mean, I can't count how many times where I've shared the gospel with somebody and nobody's ever walked up to them. Nobody's ever ministered to them or said anything and we have all of these tanks walking around with suits and briefcases and you know all of these people that love the Lord and I'm not coming down on anybody but I'm just saying it's, it's time for us to wake up as a body it's time for us to recognize that thing has been twisted around that there's something wrong 
with this picture, that we don't have to accept the reality that we live in. We can be contagious. We can be infectious. We can be something that is irresistible for God. There, there, There is a level in God that we can reach that is almost irresistible because the love of God draws us in. It compels us to, to want to know him. And the more we spend in his faith and the more we spend seeking his will, the more we can go out and reach others who are in dire need of a savior. It's not about our agenda. It's not about our ministries. It's not about anything. It's about being a witness for God. I was dropping a young man off today at home after I finished my route up, and he said, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a famous gospel rapper? And I just paused for a second, and the only thing that came to my mind is I want to be a witness. I mean, I can store up all of these goods here on earth where where moths and, and, and thieves can break in and rust can ruin my things, but I, I would rather be a witness to go and reach someone that was just in the same situation as me. I mean, I would rather reach someone who might be contemplating suicide, who might be at the end of their road, and just the love of God being shared. It might just be, God bless you. I can't count how many times I say, God bless you, and someone said I needed that. And I'm thinking to myself, all I said was, God bless you. But it was God that they heard, and it wasn't me. So that blessing they received, because it wasn't coming from selfish flesh, but it was coming from the will of the Father. And at that moment, those words was what they needed to be free from whatever bondage was holding them down. I, I, I'm paired up with a, a, a group of men in the community, and we we go out and we, we're allowed to, we, we call it ministering. A lot of people like to say performing or concerts and things like that, but we, we, we like to call it ministering because all we're doing is taking words and putting to putting them together on a beat, but they're words that give life. Um, we've been tricked for so long with hip-hop and, and R&B that we've torn each other down with the music that we listen to, not knowing that, that our ears are gateways and the videos that we watch on TV, our eyes are a gateway our mouth, whatever we speak, you know, has the ability and the power to come to pass. Um, We've been blessed to minister and share the gospel and just the love of God all over Las Vegas and wherever the Lord leads us to go. And you'd be surprised how many young people are on fire and are seeking God's face. And it's not, they're not coming out for a good time or to just hear someone about their Bugattis and their gold chains and how many girls they can have or how many guns they shoot, but they they just want to hear the gospel and they're hungry for the word of God. And you would be surprised how many children come out. And this is truly a tool right now in the body of Christ that the Lord has taken and turned it around because what the enemy meant for evil, God will use it for our good. So 
he he's taking gospel rap and he's taking R and B and and worship music and he's raising people up who will not steal the glory or hog it or have hidden agendas, you know, or for selfish gain, not being hirelings, but he's using the people who will hear his voice and share his love and it's reaching children. It's it's reaching the unreachable. We also have a prayer ministry um, at both. I have one outside of the church called 360 Ministry, and also we have one at New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations and given me, I don't know what to call it, but he's blessed me to be able to reach people that most people wouldn't even think are reachable. He began to deal with me about an individual that was constantly calling my phone, and this individual deals with depression and and lots of mental problems. And he, he curses a lot, and he does a lot of things that are extremely irritating. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the Lord began to deal with me one night when he called me, and he told me, he said, this is the one that I want. The one that nobody else wants, the one that everybody else is rejecting, the one that nobody has time to pour into, the one that everybody has frowned their face up and turned their heads from. This is the one that I want. And I just we just begin to bring him to prayer ministry and we pray every Tuesday night. And we don't we don't come and turn it into um king or um a venting place. You know, but we really come in seeking the face of God, and we've seen the awesome hand of God move there. I mean, people being healed from mental diseases and people being healed in their physical bodies and people just being set free. And this gentleman has been coming every Tuesday. I'm praying that the Lord will bless him to come back. But he would just cry out to the Lord, and the Lord was doing the work itself. I mean, this guy was turning around and I believe that whatever the will is for his life that God has not forgotten him and he's going to draw him right back we're blessed um, we go out and we we witness wherever the Lord allows us to go you know some Tuesday nights we'll get out and we'll just fellowship and we'll share the love of the father and you know we'll try to reach as many as the Lord will lead us to, to reach um, I'm just I'm just overwhelmed with the with the love of God. I, my my daily prayer is that that He would set my heart on fire for Him. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter one, that He makes His angels minister ministering spirits and His ministers flames of fire. And the gospel says that He will rather us hot nor cold, lukewarm. He'll spew us out. But if we really think about it as he sets us on fire for him, if he baptizes us in the Holy Ghost and in fire, then how can we be lukewarm? We should be on fire. Wherever we go, we should be on fire. It should be like fire shut up in our bones. We shouldn't be able to contain it, no matter what the day brings us or how we're feeling in our own physical bodies or how tired we are. When we begin to share the love of God, it's a burst of energy just shoots through us and wakes us up and we're able to be a witness for the Lord. My daily prayer every day is, 
Lord, make me a flame of fire. Set my heart on fire for you. Set me ablaze for you. May I may may I be a flame everywhere I go. May I may I demonstrate your love. May I be your 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 voice. Just may I, may you use me every day. And and the more I come into this realization that Jesus Christ has away my sins, and He's taken every offense, and He's nailed it to the cross. Every day, I'm just being freed. The more, and every day. I'm I'm growing by the grace of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm I'm learning as I go and I'm praying that the Lord would just allow me to reach as many as possible and to be a witness to whoever he has me to witness to before he calls me to glory. Amen. 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 Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, the the most important thing is your vision is giving the glory and all the honor unto the Father, where you're you're not trying to um, take credit for what you know that could not be done without him. And that's an incredible thing. That is an incredible thing. And I, I'm really taken with your heart, your, your heart of compassion for those that are unlovable, so to speak. Um, so many people in the body of Christ will not allow God to use them under those circumstances. They don't want to get their hands dirty. They don't want to get close to someone that may not smell like they just stepped out of um, a bouquet of flowers. Um, you know, they, 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 they forget who Jesus was and is. Seriously, um, I was listening to a teaching earlier today, and the gentleman was saying, you know, that Christ didn't have security guards. He didn't lock himself away, you know, and become unreachable and untouchable. He was in the midst of the people. He walked with the people. He ate with the people. He fellowshiped with the people, the people wow. that needed him the most, you know, um, it wasn't about this program and that program and this fundraiser and that fundraiser, but it was about being amongst the people and sharing what God created him for. And I think wow. that so many of us in the body of Christ um, have forgotten that. We've forgotten that. We've gotten comfortable in our, quote, unquote, church houses, you know, to get dressed up, come in, sit down, um, oh, don't hug me too tight. I don't want none of your makeup on my blouse. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, sure. You know, um, someone comes in that, that you know, may not have just come out of a three-story million-dollar home. They may have just come out of a cardboard shack, but they mm-hmm. want to come into the house of God, and you're looking at them crazy. Because, you know, well, they need to go to a shelter or they need to go to this place or they need to go to that place. Well, I believe that Christ invited everybody to come to him just as we are. And, and the unfortunate thing is we as human beings have a propensity to look on the outside of a person and thank God that he looks on the inside and he sees the heart 
of the person. And if we were to be really, really honest, some of those very people that we're turning up our nose to and walking around and talking about have a better heart than we do. Yes, ma'am. They have a better heart than we do. Have you ever seen a group of homeless people get something they all share? Yes, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? They all share. They want to make sure that that person that's in the same condition they are has what they have as well. They will break off a piece of bread when they're as hungry as all get out, but they're going to make sure that whoever's next to them shares in that piece of bread they've been given. Wow. We can learn so much, you know. Wow. We can learn so much, but we'll get something and hoard it and hold on to it and too afraid to open up our hand to share because we're so afraid, well, if I give some to that person, then that's that much less than what I'll have. Wow. And it's really heartbreaking when you think about it. Absolutely. And it's so, so far-fetched of what uh, so far removed from what God has called us to, so far removed, seriously. So I thank God for your heart and your concern and your care. I know that you and and the, the young men of New Bethany, you guys bless my soul so much because you have such a zeal and a fire for the things of God to go out and to feed and to be among those, you know, that may not have everything that, that some of us, profess we're so proud of, you know, and, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And I'm, I'm one of those that are of the older generation that look at you guys and think, you know, there's so many of us that can learn so much from the heart that God has placed within you, you know, the heart to serve, the heart to serve. And we have lost that. One thing about your grandmother, and, and I mean, there's so much, because I'm like you. I could go on all night about that woman right there, <laughs> okay, seriously. But one thing about her, she instilled in us at that time, we were the young ladies of Bethany, and she was the mother of Bethany. Mm-hmm. But she instilled things within us that there are some of us still talk about today because it shaped who we are as women of God. You know, when we were going and we were doing the feeding every other week, she was like, oh, no, you don't go and give them sandwiches. We had to cook. I mean, we Mm. cooked full-course meals every other Saturday to take to feed them, and they were hot meals. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And and, um, we weren't skimpy on it. And you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just, you know, a little dab and, no, well, you already had yours and you can't come back for more or what have you. She taught us that if you're going to give to somebody, you give them what you would want to have. Mm-mm-mm. You share with them what you would want to have. You know, you don't just give them something just to, like, toss something to a dog or something. You know, yes, whatever man. it is that God has placed on your heart to do for somebody else, you want to do unto them as you would have someone do unto you. Amen. And so, <laughs> we are, you know what, and I, 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 I promise you, she instilled a passion within us for those things. Wow. Because she lived it out. Because she lived it out. It wasn't just lip service. Mm-mm-mm. She meant it, and she believed it from her heart. So whatever she had, she shared. Wow. Whatever it was. 
And I believe in my heart that it is what, how God blessed her, even as she got, you know, into certain positions in her body, God still blessed and took care of her. Yes, ma'am. And, and it was all to me because of the heart that she had for the Lord and for his people. This woman, and you can testify to this, as her eyesight dimmed, she didn't have to read a Bible because she could quote the Bible. Okay, really? <laughs> you, you would come over and she would tell you to pick up one of the many Bibles that was under her coffee table, Amen. tell you where to go, and would tell you what it said and then made you read it three times so you could get it in your spirit. Amen. But because of of her tenacity to see us come out of the things that we suffered with and the things that we went through, it changed our lives. And I think that that's what we have to get back to. And that's what I see in you and your cousins and the other young men in that that are going forth now, you know, is that zest and that zeal to see the lives of people change, to be transformed by the power of God. And there are too many quote-unquote so-called Christians that all they're thinking about is themselves. Mm. So it blesses me to hear your heart, seriously. Glory to God. You know, because God. that's what we got to get back to. You know, it's like, but we 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 wore the bracelet, we put it on our bumper stickers. What would Jesus do? But what we failed to do is what He did. Wow. Okay. We're always asking the question. Well, what would Jesus do? Well, He wouldn't do what you're doing right about now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you wow. know. And we stop to think about what some of us are capable of and how selfish we can become with the things of God. That's what gets me. How do you get selfish with the things of God when he freely gave them to you? Wow. Seriously. You know, you don't want anything, anything that we possess in the here and the now, we're nothing but a steward over it. That's it. Yes, man. Because without him, we have absolutely nothing. Absolutely yes, nothing. The day he says you will breathe no more, you don't even have the air in your lungs because mm-hmm. it's done. It's done. So all we are man. is stewards. That's it. We're just a steward. So yeah. if he blessed you with much, then you know much is required of you, and it's required of you to be a blessing. He didn't bless you with much to hoard it unto yourself. He blessed you to go out and expand his kingdom and to give unto his people. Christ said the poor you will have with you always. Yes, you will. You will yeah. have them always, but there are certain ones that he's called you to. It's like, excuse me, when you read the story of, of Christ, he didn't heal everybody. Hmm. Think about this. And, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Pastor D talked about this. Yeah, he did. The, the, the blind man that sat by the gate of yes, the yes. temple, same temple that Jesus went in and out of, but yes, he didn't man. heal that particular one. Why? Because it was for his father to get glory in his healing through the apostles. Amen. There are people that you are called to. There are people that I am called to. There are people that other people are called to. We're not all called to the same person, but we're all called to do what God tells us to. 
So we got to be in that position to hear him clearly and to be obedient to his word. I've I've enjoyed your word tonight. I said all of that to say I enjoyed your word tonight. I thank God. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. So we're down to our last three minutes of the show. So I'm going to let you share um, share your heart with the people with what you feel that God would have you close the show out with. Okay. Well, I I thank I thank God for you. You're such a wonderful woman, a a graceful woman, a, a woman of integrity and. I can see my Nana's life in you as well. I mean, not to say that you're living her life out, but I can see the same fruit that was on her tree on your tree, as well as the wonderful women of New Bethany, not to leave my Auntie Sinica out. What a wonderful woman. I mean, yes, yes. phenomenal women in the house of New Bethany. Every woman in there. I mean, I just thank God. It's it's such a blessing. But uh, what I would say in closing is that God is for us, and if he's for us, then what can be against us? Um, The Bible says that we have been adopted into the beloved family. There there is nothing that can separate us from his love. I'm just paraphrasing what Paul said in Ephesians 3 and also in Romans 8, that he would, that we would know the depth, the width, the breadth, and the height of his love. Um, yeah. The Lord just began to deal with me concerning that. He explained that he went into the lower parts of the earth and he took back the keys of life and death and he led captivity captives and he seated at the right hand of the Father. The Word of God says that he lives to forever intercede for us. He forever is interceding at the right hand of the Father for us. And I just want to say to you that as you're in a place where you feel hopeless or even if you want to go higher in the Lord, just ask him, mm. just, just seek him for that. Um, and be genuine about it. Be, be honest about what you want and just make your prayers known unto God. And he's, he's there and know that there's more, there's more to life than just being normal. Yeah. I would like to say in the last minute that what if supernatural was the normal? What if knowing the face of God was the normal and everything else was strange? Adam walked with God. Enoch walked with God. Moses saw God face to face. It's time for us to get back into that place. Mm. Peace and and blessings be multiplied to you all. I thank God for you all, and God bless you. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for you. You did a phenomenal job on tonight, and we are just incredibly blessed by your life and just by what God is using you for in this hour. So be encouraged. Be encouraged, young man, because the the greater is definitely before you. God is an awesome, awesome God. Well, we thank and praise all of our listeners that have tuned in tonight. Please, please tell somebody. These shows are in the archives. When you see the link on our pages, click the link. Listen to them. Have your friends listen to them. They will be blessed, and especially the youth of today. I'm talking those 16 through 30, 35 that you you guys 
hear people that are your peer groups that are on fire for the Lord. It blesses you and encourages you all the more. So please invite them. Invite your children, your grandchildren, whoever you know that can be blessed by these broadcasts. And we will see you on next Thursday with another installment of Kingdom Empowerment. Be blessed. Building the nation with the word of the Lord, teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom, 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 empower.